publishing a book is a victory, but it's not the end. After you sweep up the confetti and wash the champagne flutes, what's next? Authoring Onward is the podcast about those steps after your first publication. Going from published author to having a long-term writing career. And that has no clear endpoint and plenty of ups and downs. But telling stories for the long-term is so, so worth it. Sit back, listen, and together, let's author Onward. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Authoring Onward. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And I am so glad to be recording another episode today, finally. Um, So it has been a while since the last episode. We've just sort of come out of a a tunnel, it feels like. Um, And before I go on, uh, I am in a slightly echoey room. I don't think it's going to be too bad on the recording, but I apologize in advance for any distraction. Sometimes you just record where you have to record. So yeah, we're coming out of a bit of a a tunnel for my family. Um, So I did need to take a pause in the podcast just because the spring was really busy. And then when I'm like, okay, we can catch up. We all got COVID. Um, and that meant not only did we not feel great, um, we lost childcare for two weeks. And then once I got that again, I was just kind of running to get back up to speed from all the time that I lost and then end of the year school activities. So just May just felt like a total, um, just a, a tunnel to get through. But now I'm on the other side of it and in hoping to be enjoying a, a calmer June. We had, again, some family illness in the beginning, not COVID, but everyone seems to be coming through it all right. And that means I'm podcasting again. Hooray! Um, but it's also a little bit of the theme of this solo episode, um, and I've got some some folks coming on the show later on in the summer that I'm really excited to share with y'all. But today's episode is about the, the, this kind of coming out of a tunnel that a lot of us feel hopefully not COVID related, um, that a lot of us feel as we enter the summer and our schedules tend to change. Obviously for those who have children or who are in school, those changes are pretty dramatic. But even I think folks who don't have young children um, and aren't in school themselves, things did just tend to change a little bit in the summertime. Um, You know, things slow down, um, schedules shift a little bit, people go on vacations more. So summer is just a, it's just a different sort of time. And so it's also a great time to think about our schedules, what changes are kind of being externally forced on us and what changes we might want to choose to make in our schedules. So um, as always, whenever you're facing a big schedule change or just sort of a big change in the pace of your life or your work, I recommend time tracking. Um, it's something that I do periodically. And I think it it helps to reorient myself and to see how I'm using my time. And because I also tend to slip into bad habits when I'm not 
on top of what I'm doing with my time. Then I, I tend to, you know, fiddle around on the internet more, scroll Instagram, um, just, you know, use my time in ways that maybe aren't, you know, that not only are they not productive, um, but because you don't have to be productive every single minute of every single day, and you shouldn't, they're not, you know, they're not really making me feel better as a person either. And so tracking your time is one way to identify, you know, here's some ways I'm using my time that's both inefficient and also just not very fulfilling. Um, so I talk about that in my free mini course, um, Find Your Writing Time. And I will link to that in the show notes if you'd like to join in and find your own writing time. I also highly recommend um, Laura Vanderkam's books and podcasts. And she talks about time tracking a lot. And she has done time tracking like every day for a really long time. She is very committed. So that is always something that I like to bring up when schedules are changing or we are maybe rethinking our schedules. So summer is also a great time to not just look at the efficiency and fulfillment of the use of the time, um, but maybe a little more on that fulfillment vein, kind of what's what's working and what's not in your writing life. What things are serving your goals and making you happy and what maybe isn't? Are there some things that have just run their course and need to come to a close? And as an update, uh, y'all know that I've had a second podcast for some time called Let's Start Writing, which is kind of just general tips um, aimed at newer writers who are getting, just kind of getting their feet wet and writing for fun or writing to become a writer um, and not, you know, the writing that they've done in school, but they're, they are fine. They're on their own writing for the first time. And that has been a really fun project to work on, but it was never my intention to have two podcasts indefinitely. And this little pause from podcasting has made me, given me some time to reflect a little bit. And I'm thinking that now might be the time to bring it to the close. So I'm going to plan out maybe one or two closing episodes and then say goodbye to that podcast, leaving room in my schedule for other things. So in addition to the what's working and what's not, it's also good to think about when you work best. And that's something that time tracking can also help with. Um, You've got your time tracker and you're seeing the times of day that you might be doing your writing or other writing related work, or if you want to focus on other aspects of your life, um, other things that you're doing, whether it's a day job or, um, or a hobby, or family time, or something else that's very important to you. Think about when you do that thing best. Um, So are you doing all of your writing in the evening when you really just don't have that much energy? And you would probably be better off doing it in the morning. Now, some of this you may not be able to help. You just may not have time in the morning to do that writing. Um, But it is worth considering. If you're not doing the things that are really important to you in the time when you have that most energy, when you work the best, see if you can rearrange it. It might mean going to bed a little earlier and waking up a little earlier. Um, 
And again, for those of us with children, that is much, much easier said than done. We, you know, we tend to be at the mercy of their schedules more so than setting ours. But it is a thing to consider. So see what you can rearrange to use the time when you have the most energy in the best way. So those are some of the things that I'm considering this time of year. But as we're approaching, we're, we're not quite to that mid-year point um, of planning, uh, but we're getting there. And so I know toward the end of June is when I'm going to start to rethink my yearly goals. I'm going to start thinking, you know, here were, here were my goals. Here was what I planned at the beginning of the year. Is that really how I want to end 2022? Because some things may have changed and new opportunities may have come up. And so I think that's another good thing to keep in mind going into summer, uh, especially toward the latter half of June, to spend some time, maybe just spend like even just 20 minutes, you know, with a notebook and start reflecting on, okay, here's what I'd hoped to accomplish by, by the end of December. And do I still want that? Um, is that still feasible? And just reevaluating those goals so that you can come into the second half strong. And don't feel disappointed if those goals have changed or things, because honestly, those goals should change. Like, you should be adaptable and flexible. Otherwise, you would miss new opportunities that might come up. And you might pursue a goal. You might have pursued a goal for these past almost six months and then realize it's kind of not for you. So why waste any more time on it? Just use your time in a way that makes you more fulfilled. It's also a great time to look back on all that you have accomplished in the last almost six months. And it's probably a bit more than you think. It, the temptation is often to look at the goals that we haven't yet accomplished in the year and to go, oh, I should have done that. Or I should have done that. I should have done that. So before you get super bogged down in all, all the stuff that you wanted to do, but you haven't yet done, take some of that planning time, you know, even set a timer and like force yourself just like doing free writing to, so take some of that time to congratulate yourself on what you have done so far. What goals have you reached? What things have you accomplished in the past six months? Um, and it's been almost six months. So you're going to find something, something you can write about. You know, just make yourself write for even five minutes about what you have accomplished. And end that planning session feeling good. And finally... Um, I personally am revisiting my word or theme word of the year, um, for 2022, which was sustainable, which feels a little bit laughable because I do tend to overload my plate with lots and lots and lots of things. Um, and I don't feel like this first half of 2022 has been very sustainable, even though I was trying actively to make it that way. And I did take some steps, you know, I did take some mental health days. I did say no to some things that I would previously have said yes to. So again, I'm trying to, you know, remind myself that I have taken steps toward this goal. These are some things I have accomplished. Um, even though I still haven't really 
hit a sustainable work-life balance. But um, I know that as you know, we settle into summer, I'm no longer going to some of, some of that unsustainability was rather out of my control in the beginning of the year uh, because I had kids in two different schools with drastically different ending and beginning times. Um, one of them got on the bus, the other one I had to drive. And so I was driving back and forth. And then I was driving to different kid activities. And, you know, I had, so I had like lots of little interruptions in you know, childcare slash school coverage. And so it was just interruption after interruption after interruption, which can really kill your work momentum. And so it can, it, it can also be really exhausting. And there, that was not long-term sustainable, but I did it for a school year because I had to. It was, it was, do, I, I, I made that sacrifice to, continue building my business I, I really just had to do it but now that we're going into summer and the schedule is much I mean we don't have all day school for one kid but they have like a series of activities uh, combined with child care that is much more predictable there's less running around um, my husband is a teacher so he is not in the classroom in the summer. He is working on his dissertation, but that's more flexible. So we both have these kind of flexible work situations. So I've we've got a more sustainable schedule in the summer. And then coming into the fall, we'll have a more sustainable schedule again because they'll both be in full-time school in the same school, same schedule, not running around constantly um, like a chicken with a head cut off. And... I will actually have, like, I'll have a work day that begins and ends at the same time every day. Um, and that will actually be a little bit longer than the work day I've been allowed previously kind of cobbling together um, preschool and childcare. So that's been, that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. I'm like, ooh, I have a 35-hour work week that's, that's regular and predictable. Um just follows the school schedule so that's a much more sustainable thing so again sometimes sustainability is totally out of your control but knowing that and knowing myself if you are perhaps also you know if you've got young kids and lots of activities also entering a season where things are more sustainable or more predictable either because summer has fewer activities or because you are like me looking forward to putting the final kid on the on the bus to kindergarten in the fall then now is the time to maybe like revisit your tendencies um what do you tend to do when you have time uh and there's there's a lot of sayings about time um the one that's like work will expand to fill the available time. And some people do tend that way. If they've got more time, they will take more time to do that work. They will tend to procrastinate. They will tend to overthink. And that work will expand to fit the available time. But there's also people um, like me who will cram work in 
who will say, oh boy, I've got a whole bunch of time. Let's do these 20 things. Um, and I know that's my tendency. So I'm trying to take more active steps um, in my daily and weekly planning to make sure I'm keeping that in check, to look at my to-do list and then take things off, um, to look at how much I've said, how much I want to say yes to and say no to like a third of it. Um, because I will, I will overstuff my schedule again and then I will be in the same kind of stressful position I was in before just because I had to keep being interrupted all the time out of my control. But I don't want to get, I want more breathing room in my life. It's really tempting to say, oh boy, I've got more time. Now I can, now I can have even more podcasts and take on more clients and more and more and more and write more books. Um, but I'm gonna, it is possible. I probably could do more in that time, but I'm going to take some active steps. And if you are like me, <laughs> if you are like me and you like to overstuff your schedule and you've got this extra, you've got suddenly a break, suddenly, um, you know, a little reprieve from the madness, take some time to just live with that extra white space in your schedule before you start adding more things. Um, just because we've, you know, sometimes have to live unsustainably, let's, we'll aim for the breathing room when it comes. So that is my goal as we enter the summer and the fall to be more sustainable and to live with that live with that breathing room, kicking on the same amount of work I've been doing just with a little bit of extra buffer time um, and seeing how that goes before I add more projects. So again, as I'm closing out that podcast, I'm going to resist the urge to be like, Ooh, I should start a new one. No, live with the white space. So that comes to the end of this little update. Um, as a reminder um, for those of you who maybe heard in some of my previous episodes in the spring, I've got an anthology coming out. Um, so it's very exciting. 21 authors. We have put together a huge anthology. I'm formatting the print copy right now. And it is, it is a great big book full of awesome, awesome, cozy mysteries, all summer themed. So it is called Mysteries, Midsummer Sun and Murders. Um, and it comes out on the summer solstice. So it's been a blast to work on. We're really excited as we're gearing up toward the end of this project. And I'm hoping to have somebody on the podcast to talk more in depth about the anthology, about working as a collaborative team of authors. So y'all can get a little bit of a behind the scenes look at what that was like. And if you would like to pre-order the anthology, you can do so. I will leave a link in the show notes. And if you pre-order, if you order by the 21st, then you will get a fun little goodie in the back of the book, a, a little cookbook that we all put together, Killer Summer Salads um, and desserts and drinks to die for. So we all added some recipes to go along with our summer stories. All right. So um, one last thing 
before we end this podcast is that I've also got another cool info stack promotion going on right now. So the Write, Publish, Profit 5.0, almost misspoke there, Write, Publish, Profit 5.0 Super Stack is on sale now. And it's got my new mini course, Easy and Fun Newsletters for Authors, as well as tons and tons more um, courses, discounts on services, uh, eBooks, lots of good stuff to help you learn to write, publish, and run your author business. And a link to that will also be in the show notes of this episode. And then that's all for this time. So as always, if you would like to comment on the show notes and tell me how you are planning your summer to rework your schedule if needed and to live a sustainable work-life balance kind of life, I'd love to hear. You can comment on the show notes at authoringonward.com. You can also shoot me an email, connie at bookechoes.com. And if you would like to get on the client list for later in the summer and then the fall, reach out connie at bookechoes.com or head over to bookechoes.com to see all of the editorial services I offer. Um, But get on the client list now, because as I said, I'm not, (laughs) I'm leaving a little white space in my schedule. Until next time, happy writing. 